It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, bestifyoudon't.com. Part 33. I fake an entire month. Jason, I have genital herpes. I'm sorry, what? I asked Melody. The first time we were about to have sex, she sunk into her couch, the light leaving her eyes, and she eked out some words. I have to tell you something. I have HSV2, genital herpes. It doesn't affect my life in any way other than these moments right now. I have had lots of boyfriends, too many boyfriends, and I've never passed herpes to any of them. Guys don't care, but do what you will with this information. My head was spinning, but I knew I had to muster a supportive response of some kind because this woman I've been falling in love with did something brave. I told her, thank you for telling me. Let's not have sex tonight, but if we keep seeing each other, then it shouldn't be a problem. We just watched TV, and then I went home. I was almost in a car accident when I, deep in thought, ran a red light. Herpes? How many boyfriends? Guys don't care? I felt like less of a man not wanting to go through with the sex if, in her experience, most guys didn't care, but a thought materialized that would nag at me in every future interaction with her. I also didn't care if we were going to stay together. We would just be the cute herpes couple. But if she infected me and then dumped me, I'd be going back into the wild worse off than before. She would still be an insanely desirable woman, but I would be a social pariah. I'm like the very bottom of the middle echelon of men women want, and having herpes would drop me down to the dirt. I'm guessing the men who didn't care just didn't think that far ahead or were desirable enough that they could comfortably drop a rung on the hierarchy. Could I really trust the most exciting woman to ever pay me any attention to stay with me forever? And what about all that weird shit she warned me about? Herpes, weed, vegan, child-free? No. I knew I needed to end things. But then I remembered my other childhood trauma. Girls in middle school ridiculed me for wearing basic white underwear, even though I had no control over purchasing my clothes, and they wouldn't even know what I had on were it not for boys from the locker room telling them. I figured since Melody and I weren't going to have sex, but we did make out like crazy, I could finish my social experiment of revisiting my childhood trauma as an adult. How would Melody the sexiest woman I knew, react if she undid my pants and caught me wearing the undies that have been socially unacceptable since middle school. I picked up some briefs from the dollar store and shoved the stupid colored boxers I'd been begrudgingly wearing since sixth grade way aside in my drawer. When I put my new underwear on the next day, I found them very comfortable. They didn't bunch up like boxers, and after about an hour of wearing them, they conveniently shrink-wrapped to my body. When I got to Melody's house after work, I predicted she would just break up with me and I wouldn't have to even do anything. She opened the door, 
We kissed, she plated delicious food she made, and we sat on the couch. All this was amazing, and everything I ever wanted, but fleeting because she had a communicable disease that scared me stupid. I made sure I wasn't wearing a belt when we started fooling around on her couch, so my pants would slide down in the heat of the moment. With me on top of her, I did get lost in the passion and forget about the experiment, until she paused peering over my shoulder, and asked, Do you wear tidy whities With her dress hiked up to her waist, I could see she was wearing very sexy black panties. I thought of a response and told her, You know by now I'm pretty basic. She then asked a follow-up question. Every day? I hesitated, and she giggled up her own answer. That's a yes. I shrugged and told her, look, in our relationship, you're the sexy one. You're the half-wearing sexy underwear. She thought about it for a moment, then said, okay, I can handle that. And she pulled me back into making out. For some reason, the whole exchange made me incredibly horny. I think that's just an unfortunate side effect of childhood trauma. We both stripped down to our underwear, but eventually I rolled off her, not wanting to take this further because of the herpes. Ugh. Life is not fair. Sitting there with a hard-on that my new underwear could barely contain, she asked if I wanted her to take care of me with her mouth. I begged her to do so, and she ripped the waistband of my briefs getting my dick out. I'm not sure you can call what I got a full blowjob, because after just three sucks, I came like a fire hose. I sat there in what I thought was pure bliss, but then she opened me another bottle of beer, and I was even better. Not only was Melody selfless and sexy, she solved my childhood trauma by accepting me even while I was committing a massive social faux pas. Even though doing so killed me, I left that night without getting her off. The next day, Melody texted me to consider that while she has genital herpes, she is still in fact a person. When we met that night, she said she talked about what had happened with her therapist. She said she didn't feel secure in our fledgling relationship because while we were hot and heavy, we stopped before having sex, which was a micro hit to her self-esteem. At this point, I hadn't done all the genital herpes research I have since. Like so much research since. I didn't know that after a positive person makes a disclosure, they expect the other person to just accept that they too will probably get infected. And that's the cost of having a rewarding relationship. Hell, half the posters of subreddit herpes think having herpes makes them cool. They wear the confirmed diagnosis like a badge of honor commemorating their success in love and sex. Here I had been thinking that her disclosure, disclosure meant we should just date without sex and continue doing our cute outing safely out of concern for my health. Nope. So I was about to break up with her when she proposed what her therapist recommended. Why don't we take sex off the table? For how long? I asked. A month, she said. Great. I reasoned I could live out my fantasy of having a wonderful, caring girlfriend for an entire month and then end things. It's best if you don't reach out. The unexceptional late 30s male against COVID-19, genital herpes, and $18 an hour employment. For more adventures, visit my website, 
bestifyoudon't.com.